What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Master Mindset Podcast, the spot to get your mind right. You can't just train the body. You got to train the mind. I have a special guest today, Lindsay Wilson. She's the founder and CEO of Positive Performance and the Mindset Coach Academy. We have some exciting stuff to share to our listeners who are really into development, how to train your mind. And we just talked about, you know, off air, how to create systems and strategies that are time tested, proven. <laughs> so, Lindsay, how are you? I'm good, Colin. Nice to see you this uh, first of the new year. Um, let's do this. 2022. It's going to be better than 2021, right? Let's go. Well, I, I'm just going to give you some some love and a shout out. You know, early in my career and learning about the power of the mind, the power of thought, the power of all that when you visualize all this stuff. You were one of the first people that I was like, okay, here's somebody actually doing it. Oh, wow. Here's someone that has a background kind of like me, but out there like bold and courageous and entrepreneur and you know not following the trend of you know normal corporate america but like you are making an impact i mean you had you have you had tools you had resources and you had audios and videos and i was just trying to find stuff and you were probably one of four or five people that like when i was really this was several years ago that was like oh my gosh dude there's someone doing this i can do it yeah. so i wanted to say thank you for that and thank you oh for, that makes me feel good Thank Absolutely. you for um, paving the way because um, there's not a ton of people doing this, you know, but I'll also, there's not a lot of women that have, mm -mm. I have four daughters. So it's like, I think it's amazing that you are just like following your heart, following your passion. There's a need for this, but you started a company, but let's just talk about this mindset coach Academy and some fun stuff that, that you're kind of doing right now. Well, uh, first of all, thank you. I appreciate that. It's, it's funny because I still think of myself as like in my twenties, like just out of college, like trying to figure out how to do any of this. And that was, you know, 18 years ago, which sounds crazy, but I remember just piecemealing it together. You know, there wasn't a lot of examples or certainly weren't female examples. And then, you know, I kind of just put my head down and, and kept working. And then I woke up, it seems like, and there were a lot of people doing this. I think there's still a huge need, but as we were just talking about, um, the sports world has woken up to this. I think a lot of times, you know, let's say 15 years ago, it was like, you kind of heard about Tiger Woods doing some of this weird stuff, um, but nobody really talked about it. I think if you had a sports psychologist, you didn't want to tell people. And now it's much more mainstream. People talk about meditation and breathing. And um, it's a really fun time to be in this field. And I think it's also a really exciting time to jump into it because when I started, it was, you had to convince people and explain if, Like if I told people I was a mindset coach at a dinner party, like the whole room stopped, you know, like the microphone turned off kind of thing. People were like, wait, what, you know, and in a good way, they were interested, but now people are like, oh, tell me more, but they kind of get it, which is nice from a business standpoint to not have to start from scratch every time. Um, and to the credit of so many coaches that I worked with early on, they did get it, but it was just such a small percentage. And now that's not true. You know, parents understand that this is important. Coaches at all levels, they might not always have the funding, um, but it's, it's just so much more mainstream. And that means that there's a lot of opportunities, you know, and my career was very much um, piecemeal in the beginning. I was actually still playing professionally. And so I was doing this part-time for many years and just sort of working with a handful of division one teams. And my mission really came from the fact that I didn't have this um, 
for a long time. And then when I, when I did find it, everything changed for me. And I kind of look back on my life. This was when I was 16. I got exposed to positive psychology and meditation and some stuff. I know you're um, familiar with the Pacific Institute here in Seattle. I started learning about like the Lee Tai stuff and um, Martin Seligman. Can I, can and all I say that stuff. I'm, I'm yeah. jealous of that? You got exposed to that when you were 16. I didn't. Like I had, well, we had Lou Tyson in our backyard. And I didn't know any of this stuff. Yeah, I met him. He's just, he was just such an amazing mm-hmm. um, guy. And his message was so influential. I worked with somebody that had been trained by him and, or I'd been coached by him actually. Um, and that changed the trajectory of my sports career and therefore my career and my life. And I kind of look back and I, and I know so many people didn't get that. And I see that sort of like fork in the road where I could have just, I don't know, I, pro- I probably would have kept playing. Um, and not that there's anything wrong with division two or division three, I probably would have played at that level, but it wasn't my potential, right? And instead I went on and played division one, I, I played professionally and my work ethic was the same. My talent was the same. The only thing that changed was I learned this stuff. And so I became so passionate. And then I started working with college teams and all the athletes I work with didn't know any of this stuff. They were just, it was like sink or swim and they were all drowning, you know, and I would teach them like one or two things. That's not even that complicated. And they were like, Whoa. And, uh, it gave them hope. It gave them tools. And, uh, I became really passionate, but then I realized I'm only one person and so many coaches want to be implementing this and they can't bring in someone like you and me. They don't even have the money or they don't have the time. And how can I, start teaching people really basic things that they can take to their teams, or if they want to start their own business, how do they start their own business doing this and having clients because the world needs more of us. And, um, and now I have a whole community of certified coaches that have their own businesses working with athletes and, um, you know, creating the life that they want and, and living out their passion and their purpose too. So that's where I'm at right now. It's a really exciting time. Um, for my business, but it took a really long time to get here. So mm. I'm glad that at some point I inspired someone else along the way. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the awareness you've created, the things that didn't work and things that have worked. What, how have you evolved in your in your coaching career from when you started? You said you were piecemealing it. You were playing professionally. This was like a side hustle, but now it's the main hustle. You're now a, a, a mother of three beautiful daughters. Yeah. You know, so, so well, what, so what, so what would you learn, you know, kind of you know, because I, I love the entrepreneurial side of this because there is true, like, let's master the content. That's number one. Let's master the content. Right. Let's live it. Let's live it ourselves. Let's not just be theory, but let's give some systems and some t- tactical things. But I get hit up, just like you do. How do I do this full time? How do you, how do I get clients? How do I X, Y, Z? It's not just yeah. knowing the content. So yeah, maybe just I, I think- t- t- talk to us, like, what did you learn the last uh did you start positive performance in like 2010 or something like officially like your website no gosh I started it was nine um, eight well maybe that terminology I started working with teams at 22 um that's amazing 23 so that was I graduated in 2003 I'm dating myself but yeah about 2004 I started working with teams and that was literally and this is where I think um I didn't know everything right but I had played at a really high level and I had some training and I knew what had worked for me and I knew what had changed my life. And I had seen so many of my teammates, friends, competitors really struggling with the same things, right? So many people 
are struggling with the same things and they well, what, think what, what are so those mean. things what are those things well um you know as a, as a female basketball player a lot of it was um how we react to failure perfectionism um making mistakes in the middle of the game you know sports is so public right to 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 make a mistake to 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 make a game winning shot you have to be able to miss them right and then you have to go to practice the next day and you have to be embarrassed and you have to pick yourself back up and work hard in that practice even though you really want to just like be under the covers and like hide from the world like that's a really deep amount of mental toughness um or you know if, if you're the player last on the bench how do you keep showing up when you there's no guarantee of even getting playing time you know all these things that are um they're not physical right anybody not anybody but the physical stuff is doable it's the keeping yourself psychologically up which is a lot like being an entrepreneur right um there's the peer pressure there's the um the yeah the just trying to do your best and love the process and believe in yourself and positive self-talk and and you know being able to do this stuff and not be in your own head all the time because there's so many ups and downs in sports and again very publicly and so i saw so many of my teammates struggle with that just i mean i just think of so many people that really had more talent than i did that couldn't handle the pressure that would play well in open gym but not when the coach was there um that would play great in preseason and then have one bad game and not be able to react and not be able to respond you know and um and without really a lot of support and without you know there's a lot of like oh there's something wrong with me or there's something wrong with me because i feel nervous you know you're a parent i like i remember like my daughter when she goes into something new we talk a lot about like it's okay to be nervous. Like things can be hard and really good. And it doesn't, you know, one of the things we work on with athletes a lot is like, when you're getting ready for a game, you should feel nervous. We reframe it as excitement, but it's the same physiological response. What a lot of athletes do is they feel butterflies and they think no one else is feeling this. There must be something wrong with me. It must mean that I'm not prepared. Mm -hmm. So they tell themselves that story and guess what? They feel unprepared. So they miss one shot, they make one turnover. Oh, see, I'm not cut out for this. Instead of the butterflies, this is my body getting ready to fight. This is freaking awesome. This is so much fun. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, but I, that means I'm pushing myself, I'm living. That story is so much more empowering. And so it's not a difficult thing to learn. You know, maybe a little bit more difficult in practice, but it's it's a really simple concept. And the people I was working with did not get this memo at all. And so it was really rewarding to go in and teach them very simple things that could make a huge difference. And you know what a lot of it is, Colin? It's, I'm not alone in this. This is hard. You're talking about people playing at like a division one level, going from being the best on their high school team to potentially the worst and fighting their way up. That is a hard, hard thing psychologically. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean there's something wrong with them because it's hard, it means they're human. Mm -hmm. And just that message alone, that we can train our brain, that we can work on these things, that you're not alone, mm -hmm. that you're not unique in your struggles is a really powerful concept that um, I think allows people to move forward instead of like, wow, wow, <laughs> you know, there's something wrong That's with it. me.
yeah, yeah. I think we just, I think you just normalize it really well. I think we all can relate to all those things. So then let's keep moving on. And what are some things that you've learned on how to teach this? Well, um, you know, I think it depends on whether you're talking about a group or an individual. Um, but I think early on, I, I started working with a lot of teams. I had a lot of individual clients. And then a lot of what I learned was um, the coaches and, and really the parents too. But when you're talking about working with a program, it has to be one of the most powerful parts of it is when everybody's on board. And I think when you do that and you allow the leadership to try to live this stuff and practice this stuff, it really becomes powerful. And I try to do that. You know, we talked about this earlier, like as a mindset coach, I am on this journey as well. And I screw it up all the time. And I don't work on my mindset and I deprioritize it or I do something wrong or I feel scared or vulnerable or weak and I keep doing it. And so I think the leadership, whether that's, I mean, coaches, I think would be the first level, but also the captains, like making sure that everybody is a part of this. Like when I teach a pre-practice visualization exercise, I'm like, the coach has to be in on that. They are mentally preparing for practice too. Mm -hmm. They need to turn off recruiting and parenting and everything and be on the court in the same way that the athletes do. And so I think that's a really critical piece, which is why a lot of my coaching now is coaches. Like we have to live this. Anybody can smell the BS of someone telling them what to do. That's not doing it. And uh, I think that's true for anybody that's teaching this stuff, whether it's, a, it's in a some small way or it's in a big way that like we do. Um, so I think that's one big thing that I, I don't know that I understood that early on because a lot of coaches would bring me in like, fix my athletes. They're not mentally mm -hmm. tough. Mm -hmm. And it was like, the coaches were mentally tough. They didn't necessarily need to work on that, but maybe they needed to work on something else. So. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. I, I can, I can hear that. Okay. Let's just kind of, I, I jot down some things that I want to learn more about from you. Um, you are a certified hypnotist or in hip hypnosis mm -hmm. i'm fascinated by that can you give us some insights on how you got into that and and what and what that really is yeah so um i mentioned sort of my first exposure to mental training and then when i was playing professionally um you know i knew some stuff and i and i was obviously successful in the in the sense of i was getting paid to play basketball and i'd had a successful college career but i definitely had this like feeling that i could get to another level that i could be more consistent, that I could be having more fun, um, that I could find, you know, like say the flow state more often. And so, you know, I'm a big believer in when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And I also had this idea that I think I could make a business out of this. Like I'm really passionate about this, but I have no idea where to start. And so I um, met my mentor, Dr. James Hollingsworth, who is a, actually is a chiropractor and a hypnotist. And he started working with me. And um, the first time he hypnotized me, I started crying, which a lot of people do actually. And well, why is that? Why is that? Um, well, I remember, I remember where I was in my parents' house and everything. I was home from um, playing professionally overseas. And he took me back to, um, in my mind, um, my childhood, like playing basketball as a kid, right? And the fun and the freedom and the, and my, 
fundamental relationship with the sport that I love, that I was not doing it for money. I was not doing it for fame or accolades or even winning in the results. I was doing it because you got me on a basketball court with a ball. That was like pure love. And going back to that place and remembering that, which is like the truest part of you is an emotional experience, but it also frees you in a lot of ways. And so I remember that as a, as a very cathartic experience. And I became just fascinated with all he was teaching me. And I became certified. Um, I went to hypnosis school soon after that. Um, but I worked with him for years. And it really, I always call him my graduate degree um, because I got to another level. Like I think the first level is like the routines of playing and positive self-talk and maybe like a little bit of visualization. And then for me, the next level was like, how do you go deeper into the mind? How do you find that flow state when you want to? And it's it is ongoing journey. I'm still working on all this stuff. Um, but that was definitely another level for me. And, and I was so grateful that I learned it. And, and so the cool thing was I was playing it. I was practicing it on myself. And then I was able to teach um, it to my clients as I was, you know, um, working on my business and, and, and still playing at the same time. So how, how does it work? How do you how get it into work? it? How do you, yeah, hypnosis. How, do, how does it work? And then and just give, give me, give me, I mean, I'm curious. I mean, I, I told you yeah. I was, uh, I was hypnotized with Cal Fair in high school. This is totally different. Maybe a little bit similar, but, yeah. but wh why would we do it? And then as a performer, how could we do it? Why should we do it? What are the, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, benefits, I guess. So I, um, the, the way that I teach, so in our certification program, we do something called the performance visualization certification. So it's a dual certification. And in that performance visualization specialist training, I would say we use elements of hypnosis. And the elements that we use are, how do you, like, if you've studied mindset, you know that our life is determined by our subconscious, right? That is the driver of all we've done. I know you teach mm -hmm. all this stuff as well. And the problem is a lot of the tools that we teach as far as, you know, positive self-talk and um, affirmations and um, journaling, a lot of that is, is it can seep down into our subconscious. But if our subconscious, for example, believes that we're bad at math, it doesn't matter how many times we tell ourselves you're good at math. If our subconscious believes we're bad at math, we will go make that happen in our life. So we have to find a way to communicate effectively with our subconscious. And one thing we know about the subconscious is it doesn't respond well to verbal language because it has something called the critical factor and the reticular activating system that it doesn't really want us to change, right? It doesn't want us to be good at math. That's what we believed our whole life. That is our comfort zone. And so language isn't gonna do it. So we have to find a way <clears throat> to communicate with the subconscious and the subconscious really understands emotions. That's why we cry at movies. And that's why we get scared at movies, even when we're not in the scary house. Um, mm -hmm. That's our emotional response. Um, it understands visuals really well. So that's why visualization is so powerful. Um, and it understands metaphors, which I think is one of the things, metaphors and suggestion is one of the, the components to hypnosis that distinguishes it from just closing your eyes and visualizing yourself playing well. And what I mean by that is, so 
call them, let's say, I hear my children in the background, they're home today. <laughs> um, I know you're used to that. Um, let's say that Colin needs, wants to give a big challenge in front of you. And as a coach, I can say, Colin, you're great. You're going to do this. And that might help you because you have a deep seated belief in, in yourself and you've done hard things before. But if you don't, or this is something very new, that, that language might not really inspire you. Now I could tell you a story and that would evoke your emotional side about somebody else or remind you of what you've done in the past. I think I have children coming. Um, and that would be a deeper level. But what I will also say is that if you wanna go even deeper than that, we're talking, we can, I can take you on a journey in your mind that takes you up a mountain, for example. And there are stumbles along the way. And I can have you visualizing stumbling and falling and picking yourself back up. I can have you come upon um, a big mound of rocks in your path and you don't know how to cross the path and you can't, so you end up moving rocks one at a time and eventually you clear the path. And your brain can't argue with that because it is something that you can do. And so that's how metaphors allow you. When you wake up from that, you think, I just climbed a mountain. I was able to clear the path. I was able to go up that mountain and it's gonna be clear to you that, that, that you are capable of that in a way that your brain may argue if I just tell you, Colin, you're a great guy, you can do this. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? No, oh, it totally does. Yeah, it's going deeper. It's going yeah. to the, the subconscious. Um, I was exposed to a quote from uh, a Swiss psychiatrist, 1800s, Carl Jung says, uh, what is not in your conscious mind becomes your fate. Mm -hmm. If you're not aware of these beliefs or these thoughts, these emotions, and they just are dominating you, like you're not going to clear them. You're not, you're going to recreate these things. So I think finding ways to go deeper, having coaching and having awareness on how to go deeper to understand, to connect, to rewire, reroute, re just get more probably healing and just a little more clarity on this stuff. I think that is super powerful. I think we all need some of that. Um, yep. So that's, that's really, really cool. Um, you're, you're writing a book right now. I am writing this thing for a little bit. I know we've talked about it you know, off a little bit. Like, let's get this thing done. So maybe talk about that process. What's the big idea? What are the core, the core, uh, you know, uh, you know, principles, concepts, or just like a high level? Yeah. Um, so the the concept is about a concept that I teach my. I got my babies. Uh, they know I'm down here. That's the problem. Um, I um a concept that I work on a lot with my certification students. Um, that are building businesses is this idea of feeding the beast. And, um, you know, inside of us is, I think of, of a piece of us that we need to really train on a regular basis. And I call it the beast um, because that's the tough part of us that really knows how to do hard things. Um, but I think one of the things that is challenging is I believe in loving yourself hard. So that means we use love and we use tough love. And both of those I think are really critical, like giving yourself grace and, and giving yourself love and building yourself up is feeding the beast. So is doing things that you're really bad at and are really hard and, and in big and little ways, having a difficult conversation, going for a run, you know, really working on 
feeding the beast in, in a challenging way. And I think that concept is something that I've worked with my athletes on and my, um, my clients on, on like the idea that like, we are working on this purpose all the time, all the time in every little and big thing that we do every single day. I think, you know, it's, it's like, how do we do that on a daily basis again, in little ways and, and small ways. And so the, everything that's that we do on purpose that's hard, everything that happens but that we don't want to happen. And then those are all ways that we are building ourselves up. And I think, you know, this came a lot from like on the physical side, right? Like as an athlete, like what's the purpose of running wind sprints? From the outside, someone would be like, and it's like, it's because you're building up this beast, this tough part of you that so that you're ready in the fourth quarter, so that you're ready to, to battle your will against the other team in overtime. There is a purpose to that. And there's a purpose for all of us, no matter what we're doing, no matter what our game is, no matter what our, the result that we want, it's all about, but doing it with love. And I think that's the thing that I think probably came later for me in life. And I think a lot of athletes, a lot of people, a lot of high performing people that are hard on themselves. I think that there's, I don't think that's necessarily bad. I think that's, you know, instills a lot of discipline in people, but I think it will only get you so far. And a lot of that in my, the second half of my career was learning how to keep the good part of pushing myself and being hard on myself, but in a positive way. And, mm -hmm. and that's where the loving yourself hard and um, feeding the beast means telling yourself how awesome you are too, and holding yourself to high standards. And so um, in the book, I talk, I, I, I think at this point, it's like eight weeks, eight steps. And really diving into how do we get our subconscious on board? How do we practice this stuff on a daily basis? Mm -hmm. How do we make this actionable? And that's mm -hmm. where feeding the beast comes in. You know, I have my um, clients doing it every morning. Like, what do you do to feed the beast this morning? And reminding yourself that you are a beast, you know, so mm -hmm. that you feel like I can do this, whatever this mm -hmm. is, whatever life's throwing mm -hmm. at me. And that they're the CEO of their life. They're the CEO of what they think about. They're the CEO of how they choose to use their time, how, how they spend their energy. You know, I think often we just sort of show up and expect that things are going to work out instead of being like more intentional about it. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what I'm working on. And again, I'm, I'm on this journey too. So it's, mm -hmm. I kind of practice on myself. <laughs> that's great. Well, and then you got your, your podcast, you're doing episodes every day, which are great. There's quick hits and you got the, the, the braver at the end. Yep. We're switching um, it up a little bit this year. We're going to do more interviews, which I want, want to have you on. Um, we're doing more interviews. We got some Olympians coming on early on to 2022. We're still doing some quick hits on Mondays, but we're doing more interviews and longer episodes. Okay. Um, people have been asking for that. So I'm excited about um, diving into things a little bit deeper, but there's, yeah, there's 360 episodes that are short little quick hits, you know, cause That's I just great. love actionable things. I just love, love it. how can you work on mindset today? You know, mm -hmm. and it does, you don't have to wait for the two week seminar that you'll never go yeah. to. You know, yeah. you can start it today. Hey, what's up, Master Your Mindset listeners? Colin here, your mindset coach. I'm so excited. You can order my new book, Quiet Mind and Quiet Mind for Kids, right now on Amazon. Get the tools and strategies and tactics that I haven't shared on this podcast. So you get a mental emotional toolkit to lower nerves and increase 
unshakable confidence to perform at your best. I got Quiet Mind, which is for teens and adults, and Quiet Mind for kids, which is for the youngsters and parents. Our kids need tools today to be their best. So go to Amazon right now and get your copy. I love that. And I, I kind of have two more questions as we wrap up. The, the, the first one, first of the, the last two, is we kind of touched on a little bit, but I, I know you get hit up by people on your DMs and emails. I do too about how do I do what you do? And this applies to not just mindset coaching. This applies to, I think COVID has showed us that at home and it's changing and reflecting what I want to do with my life. I mean, how can I follow passion? And like, so if you want to take something you're passionate about and um, make it personal and take it to the world and create a business around it, how do we, how do we, how do we do that? Um, one of the biggest things that I, so I work with a lot of aspiring mindset coaches and a lot of, um, aspiring mindset coaches that will never say that they're aspiring mindset coaches, um, because they're scared. And, and what I would say is, um, a lot of people are waiting either for permission or they believe they need to do something in order to be worthy of helping somebody else. And I definitely think, you know, I got certified in hypnosis. I run a certification. So, I mean, I think there's, there's training and mastering the skill, as you talked about earlier, that's an important piece of this. But I think there's a lot of people on the sidelines, whether it's mindset coaching or, you know, whatever, any kind of like service, you know, sharing your gift with the world, let's call it that, um, that are on the sidelines waiting. They're waiting for the perfect time. They're waiting for... Um, for when it's gonna be easier, for when they have more money, when they have more time, when the kids leave the house. And I would just say that um, I don't believe in waiting. You know, I don't believe in waiting to, um, waiting until you can quit your day job. Like you're not gonna go from here doing nothing to a six figure income, right? It's gonna be doing something for free. It's going to be working with somebody that you already know. And by the way, the, the first person you ask is probably going to say no. And that's going to be, that's going to hurt. Um, and so finding a space where you can practice whatever it is that you want to share. Finding a space and it's going to be, it's going to feel like a, a risk and it's going to feel unnatural because your brain is always going to try to pull you back to safety. And there's nothing more dangerous to our brain besides physical injury than putting ourselves out there and getting rejected. That is a very uncomfortable position. Mm -hmm. And we all avoid it. Most of us, I should say, mm -hmm. avoid it at all costs. So whether that's speaking up in a presentation and saying, Hey, I want to talk about, can I spend 10 minutes at our weekly, you know, uh, staff meeting talking about leadership or talking about mindfulness. I just did this mindfulness thing and I want to talk about it. And there's going to be some people that roll their eyes or seem not, not interested, but there's gonna be that one person that's like, huh. And they're, and regardless of if you get positive feedback, you'll have taken a step forward. And that's where I try to give resources as much as I can. We have our, for people that are wanting to be mindset coaches, we have our ultimate mindset coaching toolkit, which I'll send you the link if you wanna put in the show notes, mm -hmm. um, that helps people. I see a lot of coaches sort of already being mindset coaches. And what I mean by that is, an athlete struggling or their kids struggling and, or maybe they're a teacher, someone's struggling and they sit them down and they talk to them about all this stuff that you and I talk about, maybe not mm -hmm. on the same level, but they're talking to them about positive self-talk. They're encouraging them. They're motivating them. 
but they don't have any structure to it. So they don't call themselves a mindset coach. They don't even call what they're doing coaching, but having a little bit of structure allows them to try this on, right? And this doesn't mean they're certified. This doesn't mean they're necessarily ready to do the big thing, but you have to take a step forward and mm -hmm. you're not going to feel ready. Now, yeah. this isn't working with mental health issues. You and I know that's a whole nother mm -hmm. deal. Mm -hmm. um, but taking a step forward, being able to hear no, you know, not waiting until you feel 100% ready mm -hmm. because that's the definition of doing something new is you yeah. don't feel ready. Yeah. But starting that's somewhere. That's true. And I, I might just throw in my two cents right now. Yes, do. I think you should hire a coach. Well, that's another thing. Yes. Why would you just try to wing it by yourself? I think there is a lot of it of trying new things and failing, but uh, invest in yourself, someone who's been there, done that. But I think a Why lot would, of people won't do that and won't invest in themselves until they believe that it's possible at all. But right? that coach is going to help you believe. Yeah. Because the coach yeah. is going to give you a system and it's going to like show you their journey or other people's journey. And then give you, so that would be number one is like, just don't do it by yourself. Mm -hmm. Just get someone to give you some guidance. Num number two is, is I think this is really critical is like identifying the problem you're solving, like clearly and explain the problem you're solving really based off of maybe your pain, your struggle with something you care about. And then creating your philosophy on how do we solve the problem? What drills and skills and tactics and strategies? I mean, you gotta have some theory and some stories, but like, what are some tools but coming up with, you have a model, you have your philosophy, you have your podcast, your books, all your curriculum. I, I think a lot of people don't know where to start because they just don't know what, what, what do I, what, what do I, yeah. what problem I solve? Who's the audience? But like, what are my, what are my solutions? What are my systems? What, what do I teach? Yeah. Which so brings think, me to our eight day challenge. That's another thing I'll give you the link to. We help okay. people move. So this is a great segue. <laughs> Coaching, having a system. This is honestly about, this is to me. And then doing it, like having the courage to like, it's not gonna be perfect. I'm gonna fail. It's not gonna look good. Just stopping yeah. being paralyzed what you think other people think. And the reality is they're not thinking about you. They're worried about with how they look. So I think you just did you a video about that on Instagram. And I was like, it's, it's such a good reminder. It's such it's a true. Good and reminder. I suffer from that. This is what Dr. Michael Gervais calls faux faux, fear of other people's opinions. It's like robbing people mm -hmm. from living their, their truest, fullest life. Yeah. But as we conclude, let's talk about this, this academy. Like, how do we get in it? And I will say you're you're my first time, second time guest on the show. Which is really oh really? So great job. It's fun. Thanks. So let's just wrap up. Let's give us some overview. Like, why should we get into this thing? How did how do we do it? All that. Um. So the mindset coach academy is really for um, a couple different people. One is someone that wants to start a mindset coaching business, a side hustle, um, a full time gig, wherever you're starting is fine. Um, you know, skill or fitness trainers. I bet you have a lot of people that follow you that are doing some sort of physical training and they want to um, take their coaching to the next level because they realize that they're sort of already doing this, right? Like you cannot teach someone how to do a jumper without mm -hmm. talking about failing at doing a jumper 100 mm -hmm. times, right? Like that's mm -hmm. a big part of what they do, but they want to take it to the next level and they want to increase their income by differentiating themselves from their competitors, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think the third people would be people that are, already doing some sort of, whether that's therapy or coaching um, that want to, again, add something else um, to round out their skill set. Um, but we, we have a lot of ways of, of, of starting. And I agree with you, like some sort of coaching, some sort of 
not reinventing the wheel is really, really important. And I think, um, you know, that first shift of, you have to believe that you can do it, but sometimes you have to take some action before mm. you believe that it's possible 100%. and just, and it doesn't have to be forever, right? I, that's why we have things like our ultimate mindset coaching toolkit. That's why we take people through an eight day challenge where they learn how to start a business without a lot of, um, well, it's free. So there's no investment except for time to see if this is possible for you, to see if you even like doing it, right? A lot of people mm -hmm. have this dream of running their own business and it's like, they don't wanna do any sales. So it's like, well, mm -hmm. maybe- Everything wanna... sales. They're, they're selling yeah. every day whether, whether they know it or not. You're influencing exactly. your kids, you're influencing your coworkers. Um, and having a growth mentality with that. You can learn how to do it. I learned how to do it. You learned how to do it. It's not like it's something that's natural to everybody. Um, and so starting, that's the thing is like, people are on the sidelines and, and starting somewhere. I, I think that's one of the things that we really try to, because I just see so many coaches wanting to do this. And I tell you what, probably you get this too. People are like scared to say it out loud. Like they've told me before they told their spouse kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I want to do. I'm not sure people will laugh at me. I don't know if my dream is worth it because they don't feel ready. But it's like, well, you know, you know what I would tell them is you haven't connected to your like story. Mm -hmm. You haven't connected to that, that emotional side of, of why you're doing this. Why you're doing it. Cause it's not for you. It's not for you. It's for, it's probably if, for if, your younger self. Is yeah. What it is. So, yeah. So I, you know, people always say, well, Simon Sinek start with why? Well, it's hard to, people don't know what their why is. Yeah. So a question, yeah. a question is, well, what pisses you off? what what's you know hurt have you experienced what struggles well let's find a way to really solve that problem let's find ways to heal from that and give solutions and system strategies on how to like use that as a you know a trampoline to grow and get well, better and that's getting your subconscious on board too right like that, that's 100%. that emotional engine well, if, if, yeah if you're embarrassed by saying that then like let's dig deeper to your story um mm -hmm. think about uh legacy think about one life to live are you living life to please others and but you're miserable like let's go but this is bigger than you Mm -hmm. This is like, you can use this to help and serve people. And I would say one thing that we haven't talked about where I think this academy is a, a game changer is you're a part of a community. Mm -hmm. That to me may be more important than having a coach because you have a, gr a group of like-minded people who are growing with you, who are going to support you, who hold you Struggling accountable. And failing. And and failing, but you're yeah. having a conversation. You're going together, not by yourself. Absolutely. So uh, happiness can't be shared unless it's actualized, but pain, trauma, drama, daddy and mom issues can't be healed unless they're shared too. Yeah, so, and it's, the, the group gets really close, really yeah. close. Cause one of the principles that we talked about in the beginning is everybody that goes through our program, everybody that I work with at every level, no matter what their profession, you work on yourself first. 100%. Not sit in the mindset coaching chair and tell other people what to do. So the whole first month, is them diving into their own mindset. And that's probably the hardest month. It's also the most rewarding mm -hmm. um, that they really hold the mirror up and they're doing it together and it's hard and it's uncomfortable and I do it with them and it's very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And uh, once you have, and that's why I'm so passionate about this is because I've lived it and I know how mm -hmm. important it was in my life and I think when you really are brave enough to work on the stuff yourself, it becomes mm -hmm. that becomes your why because you are like, I have to 
tell people about this. I have yeah, to help I, I'm people. I'm shy from the rooftops. You don't have a mindset coach. You're not <laughs> prehabbing. You're not doing mindset work. You're not yep. conditioning your mind like you with your body. Then you're being negligent. The, the, the numbers out there. Your potential. There's no way. Yeah, it's, like it's, that's, it's, it's, too it's hard. the missing puzzle piece. So yeah. So so how do we do it? Give it. Give us. Uh, how do we sign up? What were the steps? So um, like I said, if you want to just get started, you know, you want to sit down and do a practice client, the Ultimate Mindset Coaching Toolkit, um, positiveperformancetraining.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram um, at Lindsay Positive Perform. The Mindset Coach Academy is anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, and then I'll also give you the link for the eight day challenge, which is um, a little bit more of a commitment. It's eight days, but it's free. And it really takes someone through eight steps of building the foundational pieces of their business, including their why, including who they want to work with, including what problem they solve, including uh, what you would teach. And this is in eight days. It's actually amazing. I have to say, I mean, I'm biased because I created it, but it really takes people from soup to nuts of like, mm -hmm. I have this thing, you know, and a lot of people, they're in their mind, right? Well, They've been thinking but but about you've actually years. done it. You went actually, so I went back to grad school to get my master's degree in psychology, in performance psych. Um, I, I have a master's in education. Um, I don't want to downplay it, but I didn't learn anything about how to do this. Mm. I didn't learn anything about how to do this. Um, yeah. There's some some theory stuff that was interesting, but like I really don't remember a ton. But again, it was online, and you know, so that maybe it had part of the challenges. But this is like you've lived this. Yeah, you've lived I it as exactly a performer. Yeah. You've done it as a business, as an entrepreneur. You've impacted people. Um, so success leaves clues. Don't reinvent the wheel. Ugh, get a so coach. Cool. Get get a, a you know a group of people around you that can support you. And if you're really passionate about it, there's no tomorrow, man. Let's do it. Let's yeah, go. and I see that with a lot of people. It, it's and I mean, you know this with any kind of coaching. When someone signs up and they take that leap, it's scary as crap for them. But they're like, "Oh, I'm doing this." And so many people have waited because they thought they needed a PhD and they needed to spend sixty thousand mm -hmm. in five years. You know, instead of our certification is six thousand in four months, and it's intense. Mm -hmm. But like, you want to do this? Let's do this. Um, and so they get super, it's, it's anytime you have someone do something that is scary and exciting, it is so fun to yeah. be a part of. And you yeah. get a group of those people and they're ready to change the world. And um, I can't wait. I mean, every time we launch the certification, um, I get all giddy because I get to see these people practicing what they preach, finally living their dream. So many of them have been on the sidelines, some of them for years thinking about doing this thing, right? Like, I want to be like Colin. I want to be like Lindsay. I've been thinking about doing this. I want to do it. I don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. And finally, they just say, screw it. I'm just going to do it. And they step into, they take that first step towards their full potential. And nobody can do it for them. Nobody can make it unscary. And they finally decide they're sick of waiting. And it's really a fun, like, it's so inspiring. You know, because we all have those places in our life that we're waiting mm. and, uh, and people do it. And so that's, but, it, but again, you can get started in an easy way on our website. Um, what we have, and then we have success stories. We have tons of people yeah. that have done it from nothing. Yeah. I've actually you talked know, to some of mom. your, some of your coaches that you've trained that are sort of, I've talked to them and it's been oh, yeah? just, yeah. just, just been an industry and, um, it's been, it's been life changing for them. Really it's 375 bucks a week for, uh, 
four months. Oh my God, you're so cute. I've never even thought of it that way, but you're right. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's three, we've tried three, to keep it like a three, reasonable amount. 375 a week. So that's- To change uh, your life and change other people's lives. 1500 a month. I mean, some people might say, well, that could be like a like my rent, but it's like, you're investing in yourself and that's cheaper. The tuition is like a hundred grand. It's like 50 grand. This is, and this is like tactical tool strategies, life, you know, battle tested. Um, and I, I'm all about education. I, my dad has a PhD, I have a master's program, all about education, but this is kind of like street smarts too, you know, like that When I think there's a place for value. a PhD, you know, there's certain yeah. place, if you have a yeah, certain I'm not job that. I would love to go back. I would love to go back and do that. I just, I'm thinking. I know. I'm thinking about impact. I'm thinking, but just follow your heart. If this is for you, then do it. If it's not, then go do something else. That's great. But I just, I love if you're into the the mental performance space and you see it as a value, as you value add, and like it's you have this aching, this kind of this in your gut. Like that's that's a signal. And and if you don't invest in something, you won't you won't stick with it. So that that investment is if you don't pay for something, you don't pay attention. And the nice thing is, we have ways for people to start and Mm -hmm. see if they want to do this we have people to go through the eight day challenge and I'm sure like, yeah. you know, I want to do this, but I think I just want to use it as, I just want to do it as a hobby, which is fine. And, and like, as you just mentioned, it's like, it's like do it or don't, right? Like mm-hmm. if you want to do it, do it. If you decide that you don't great, that mm-hmm. frees you up to go find and pursue something else. And maybe that won't work out either, but at least mm-hmm. we're actively yeah. trying to figure out our purpose. But yeah, but so let's just, re- so if, if you want to go get your master's PhD and do healthcare clinical, that's like, um, we need that. Like I have a therapist I meet with, mm-hmm. she's amazing. Yep. Uh, I have a coach too, a this is like, this is just a different, it's a different thing. It's asking, yep. what do you want? Do you want to do coaching and speaking and seminars? Like this is, that's what the skill set I'm running a business. This is, that's what this is going to teach you. Mm-hmm. I think it's just kind of being clear, like, who is this for and what is it that we're teaching? It's definitely, and so you're not going to be working for positive performance. You're going to be starting your own business. We have a follow-up mastermind program because, you know, four months you're learning the basics, you're learning all mental training, and then you're learning the basics of how to start your business. The goal is for you to have your first client Mm -hmm. at the end of that four months, right? Mm -hmm. And then we have a follow-up program, ongoing coaching to help you build the business. Mm -hmm. Um, That's great. So you you got support along the way which is critical. I mean, we used to not offer that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard, as you know, you can go get your PhD, you can get your grad degree, and then it ends. Nobody's told you how to start a business. That's what I'm saying. That's why this is super <laughs> powerful. That's why, I mean, I, I mean, it's good to go back to grad school. I, I learned some stuff, but like not how to run a business, not how to yeah. connect with people and how to teach, how to do activities, how to um have a sales you know, conversation sales conversation, yeah like what, what's your pricing you know what's what's your sales funnel what's your follow-up what's your mm-hmm. you know, i mean all that stuff i mean it's just part of how job. to package your services we'd go yeah. through all that in the, yeah, the it's four just part months of the job. because well, well now i'm getting excited i, I might need to sign up let's go <laughs> Lindsay. You no know, i'm a i'm a student i'm a student at heart uh i tell you what every time i go through it i'm like re-practicing this stuff and you yeah. know what else we have people come back our our former students come back as captains and as leaders and as teachers and they all are clamoring to do it because every time they go through they learn more you know by teaching it they learn more they can reflect on how much they've learned and how much progress they've made mm-hmm. and so we have a whole community now we just had a um one of our guests i mean she built a six-figure business in a year um it just quit her coaching uh, sorry, her um, high school 
um, teaching job, has two kids at home, and she literally had no income this time last year and now has a six-figure business. And she did a certification and went for it. Um, that's great. And so th that stuff's inspiring. You know, people can see, or you just, or some people just keep it as sort of like a little side hustle, you know? Yeah, well, I, I do think if, if you're coaching, like in the fitness area, if you're uh, coaching like basketball, soccer, the gymnastics, lacrosse, like having these tools on top of teaching the physical is needed now more than ever. It's going to, it's going to separate you hundred percent. Absolutely. It's going to separate you. It's going to impact you, but it's going to also impact those who love and care about it. Well, Lindsay, I had a great time today. Thank you for that. Excited about it. You're the best. We'll make sure we got uh, everything linked in there in the show notes. But um, any lasting comments? Any, any, you want a final say in this whole concept? Well, I mean, about... we talked a lot about mindset coaching, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, I'm, you and I are obviously both super passionate about, but I think, you know, you talk about like having signs and I think anytime I listen to people talking about fulfilling their dreams in anything, I'm always reminded that we all have them and it doesn't matter if it's in mindset, doesn't matter if it's in sports, doesn't matter if it's entrepreneur, like there is something on your heart. And for me, for a long time, it was writing a book. And so I would get these little reminders, these little signs from the universe, if you will, that like, I need to live this too. Right. And we, we can take these signs and, and hopefully this is a sign for somebody to do something that is scary and uncomfortable and they might fail at and they might look ridiculous and they might have a, a blow to their ego, but there is something that is on their heart that they are feeling called to do. And every time I get that message, I am reminded that I have that too. And, and we get to take action. But I think also that action doesn't have to be enormous. It can be one small step that you could take today or this week or this month. And that's how progress gets made. I didn't start mm. off with a certification. I started off with calling up a coach that I used to coach me and say, hey, can I work with your team? You know, and I didn't know what I was doing. And so um, I think starting somewhere and it's gonna be scary is, is how we make progress. And everybody wants that in their life. Everybody wants to grow and push themselves and feed the beast. And I would just challenge anybody listening to just do that in, in any yeah. way that feels like you're being called to. Yeah, there's the pain of growth or the pain of regret. Mm. Which one yes. do you want to feel? Which one do you want to feel? You're going to feel one of them, one of the two. One's more immediate, though. And yeah, that's, the, yeah. that's the challenge. Yeah, I know. I know. It's cool. Well, uh, we, we end every single episode with this truth, Lindsay. It's this. The body has limits, but the mind is limitless. So, so thank it. you so much for, for your time. You're the best, Colin. Thank you so much for having me on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you.